I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers! That was shitty. Let me try that again. Okay. <laughs> nope. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, we're not going to have a proper clink from my end. Do you have a clink that you can get? Um, great. What a great question. That sounded great. Was I'm going to edit that in. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, um, cool. The issue is I have a plastic cap on my mason jar that has my uh, double uh, Moscow mule in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's given me uh, like swift vibes or like sweeter <laughs> after vibes. I'm really digging it. Mm-hmm. But the plastic lid is so that I don't spill on my computer again. Right, 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 right. And while ingenious, it does dampen the beautiful... Uh, clink sound of this glass right i clinked a um stemless wine glass against a ball jar um and i think it worked pretty well that sounds fabulous (laughs) well welcome listeners to the (laughs) quarantine edition second quarantine episode of our show Um, yes you know, we're playing around with our audio setup because that's honestly one of the things that we take pride in and we believe sets this podcast apart from other homegrown podcasts is I'm very picky with the sound quality. And if it doesn't sound good, I'm going to tinker with it. So um, we have a different setup this time that hopefully makes it sound a bit clearer. We'll see. You know, we're doing everything in our ability with the resources that we have. Yeah. And, and without spending like too much more money but i'm not against it i just don't want to jump to that conclusion right away oh yeah no i'm i'm really intrigued to see how this all works out because we are currently talking on the phone while recording to our individual devices and there's a lot going on and that's how the pros do it like if 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 you're a professional like um tape sync like participant like you will your interviewer interviewee will talk on the phone and then there'll be a professional person there with a microphone getting the good sound so that's kind of what we have set up here okay that's a little uh audio producer inside info for y'all yeah no i mean i think that's i think that's very educational thank you i know i know well way more than i did two and a half years ago but (laughs) i still don't know a lot so look i'm happy to pass along all of my crash course information and audio um it's fun for me. It's fun to learn. It is fun. But perhaps not fun to listen to. Mm, so let's fair. <laughs> let's talk let's, about let's, let's let's start. Let's get this, yeah, this show on the let's road. Let's get it going. Um so normally we would start a show either by rambling, which you know, okay, check. But check done. <laughs> otherwise, we would talk about celebrity gossip. And there was a really funny funny to me article in the cut a couple weeks ago that was like we're living in a gossip desert (laughs) oh like there's not enough hot goss yes i feel like that's not true at all i think like specifically for celebrities like but didn't like Cara Delevingne and her beau break up and it was like yes, the talk of the town? Yes, no, definitely. But it's it's not the same as like when everyone's out and about and like I mean, in a um, I don't know, in a rational, reasonable, um, public health safety world, you know, people would only be seeing a very contained number of people. So the um the chances of of drama are just you know a little bit a little bit lower maybe but i feel like people can get 
pretty weird on the internet. Yes. Like, Lana Del Rey uh, is up there. Even Allison Roman hasn't been spared. Oh, my God. And she's not even in our, <laughs> yes. in our standard <laughs> review. So I feel like people just have, like, shorter fuses than ever. Mm. And they're day drinking more than ever. Yeah, that's and so true. And they're, like... And that just leads to shenanigans. Yes, I think it's I think it's different. Yeah, different than it was before. There's definitely a complete lack of like cool new paparazzi photos. Yes, except except except. Okay, do you know the girl's name from Knives Out? The one who had her break up break the break hot up, Australian break up. one. Yeah, is her name like Anna De Armas or something along that those lines? Right. And how she's dating Ben Affleck. That's been like the one celeb gossip story that I have seen come out of. Oh, sorry. I'm mixing up Knives Out with the hide and seek one. What's the hide and seek one? It was like Knives Out, but with hide and seek. Oh. <laughs> I realized I didn't make that better, but <laughs> I'm not realizing Ana de Armas is a completely different person. Okay. But I do know who you're talking about now. She's a hottie, and yeah. she's dating Ben Affleck, and the she's entire world. She's just not world. Australian. She's like Chilean or something. Uh, this is Argentine. This is Argentine. <laughs> this is a very, very easy Google. But I feel like that's been like the one, yeah, gossip story that's come out of the past several weeks. Is everyone's like, "What the fuck?" She's Cuban Spanish, uh, but she is from Cuba. Okay. It started with a C, so I figured that one out. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I think you're definitely... And she's 32, and how old is Ben Affleck? He's in his 40s, right? Ben Affleck age, 47, 15 years. But did you know that's how old Harrison Ford was when they made the third, Harris, the, the third Indiana Jones movie? I did not know that. Fun fact. I mean, he's so much older than his wife, too, Calista Flockhart. Well, yeah. But, but he was like, he's a Don't Cold Fox at 47 in that movie. Like, very oh, crush-worthy. Absolutely. So, um, oh, my God. That just, is such a what big a timeless age difference. Calista Flockhart is 55. Harrison Ford mm-hmm. is 77. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's, I mean, that's some, like, Florence and Zach Braff shit right there. Like, he, he is probably getting married the same time that, for the first time, the same time that she was born. Yes, correct. Man. Yeah, so same same deal with Anna and Ben. Uh, the entire world is just kind of like cocking their heads, being like, what? <laughs> Sorry? I don't know, but also I feel like after 30, it's like, who cares? We're all adults here. Well, I think it's less the age difference. I mean, I think the age difference is a factor, but I think it's more like she is having this like breakout moment and she's stunning and Ben Affleck is like sad and old and washed up in comparison. He does look like he just washed up on a beach, like mm. after a shipwreck. In every photo I see him in, <laughs> I almost spit vodka lemonade all <laughs> like over. He this looks USB like he's been microphone. he's been like through something. <laughs> I mean, he has been through something, like a really, really ugly divorce that was splashed all over all of the headlines because he cheated with the nanny right like oh yeah you done fucked up you cheated on america's sweetheart jennifer garner true we do love america's sweetheart jennifer garner and now you're dating a gorgeous 32 year old and it just like doesn't seem right i'm sorry it just doesn't seem right Mm -hmm. that's a but that's really the one the one um piece of celeb 
goss that I have seen in the past several weeks. But do you want to talk about the Cara Delevingne situation really quick? Oh, yeah. Well, she, well, I don't know the deets, but she broke up with her... Ashley Benson. she dating? Ashley Benson. And that couple is notable for the beautiful, artful photographs of them carrying a sex bench into their apartment together, which... Um, just one of the best paparazzi photos of all time, like right up there with the Nicole Kidman divorce photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're Splitsville, no longer together. Who knows what happened to that sex bench? I don't know <laughs> if one of them kept it, if they got rid of it, if they broke it at some say. point, and that's why, like, they're not together anymore. And so it's all very up in the air. Well, R.I.P. Ashley and Kara. You know, it was nice while it lasted. But, you know, this actually, do you know when that was? Like when they broke up? It was toward the start of quarantine, but we don't actually have any evidence they were ever quarantined together. So it could have been prior to the start or like things were on the rocks and then it just was like the nail in the coffin. That's fair. I mean, this has been hard on a lot of people's relationships or so I've seen. That's fair. On the internet. time. Oh, I mean absolutely um but it feels like there's been a disproportionate you know number of breakups and of course there are very few new relationships starting so it's like wildly skewed yeah except for ben and anna there you go anyway that's that's the slub update again wish we had more it's a pandemic yeah i mean (laughs) we could just talk about we could talk about yeah, the slub updates I have are like, who won the Max Singer, you know? Oh, we can we talk about that really fast? Yeah, yeah, I actually... Oh, no, I remember who won, but I actually haven't seen her things before. Oh, yeah. No, you're so right, because she was... Wait, was it the opera singer who won? No, no. it was... I'm already forgetting because I like didn't recognize her and I, she was great and deserved to win, but she wasn't somebody who I could have named. Oh boy, what a mess! I just watched this last week. We both just walk, watched Look, this memory, last week. Memory doesn't work in quarantine. I know, I, I know, I've I know, forgotten I know. so many things. Okay, well, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up some because Jesse McCartney was the first reveal in the finale. Yeah, and that was exciting for me because Jesse McCartney was very important to me in 2006. Oh my god. I mean, I can't say the specific year, but Jesse McCartney was also very, very important to me. Just him and his beautiful soul. His beautiful soul. And he had that show Summerland. Oh, yeah. Oh, Candy Burris was the winner. The uh, Ah. Real Housewives of Atlanta. I haven't um, watched that one yet. We're starting in my household. We're starting with New York and we might branch out to Atlanta later. Mm. Do you would you would you recommend Real Housewives of New York to our audience? No. OK, fair enough. <laughs> Unless like you just need something. Stupid to drink wine to that's like yeah. even stupider than the stuff that I normally recommend people watch. But I mean, I think I'm really enjoying that I'm watching it and that it's like a communal activity. But at the same time, I feel like you want to only watch like one or two episodes in a day Mm -hmm. because after a while it starts to like infect you. Yeah, I can. I can definitely see that. 
I can definitely see that. The other the other reveal besides Jesse McCartney and Candy Burris was Bow Wow. Oh yeah. I remember Bow Wow. It was a really weird finale, actually. And yeah. I was vindicated. Also, because it kind of reveals mm. that they filmed the whole thing in like a three-day period, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because they had the whole season filmed right. and it premiered February 1st. Um, and they must have had the whole season filmed before like March 15th. Yeah. Very um expedient. That's why they um because remember we were surprised that they ended up uh having a season three so close after season two. Yeah. And I wonder if they were filming season three like during season two. They very well could have been. I mean I mm. I I I love the show. I hope they bring it back. And I, I've said this every single time we watch this, but like with everybody on the judge panel replaced except yeah, for Ken Jong. Ken Jong, because they're all so like lackluster, and I yes, like can't correct. stand Jesse McCartney. Robin Thicke never adds anything important to the conversation, and I guess we could potentially keep um, Nicole, Scherzinger. Nicole Scherzinger, but she doesn't really add anything to me. She, I mean, I, she's neutral for me. The other two are negative. Yes. Yes, I mean, Robin Thicke occasionally gives me a giggle just because he's so, like, vacant behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. I, he, I, I just find him so, so curious as a person. Yeah. I feel like we should get, like, Ashton Kutcher in there. Because <gasps> he's, like, that. silly and fun. I mean, there is such a long list of people who would be better than everyone else on that panel. Like, I think they need it. They need to have more comedians. Like, having singers on there is stupid. I feel like you have like one, you know, like one or yeah. two like real music people, but they can be funny music people. They don't have to be serious music people. Yeah, those exist. Yeah, absolutely. But I think like Massinger was such a shit tier show when they were casting yeah. for the first season, mm-hmm. and now that it's actually like gotten a little bit more popular, a lot and they're more getting popular. more famous guests. Yeah, like it's time to revamp the judge panel for sure. I mean, this season was pretty legit in terms of the celebs. Like we mm-hmm. knew most of them, which was not the case for sure in the first season. Yeah, but there are also some people who are like, oh. You're an opera singer from America's Got Talent. Oh, right, 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 right. And like, like she was great, people. but also like, I don't know. I, yeah. I wasn't into that. No, I mean, completely, completely fair. But I feel like each season there has been a larger pool of like household names. Cool. Well, that's yeah, that's the celebrity news that we have on hand. I'm probably yes. forgetting stuff, but. Um, oh, I'm sure. Whatever. If you have celebrity news you think we should cover, tweet us at Vodkalemstand. <laughs> okay well let's let's get to the meat of it so you know we're all sheltering in place or staying at home or you know whatever your um state order is i guess not all of the states are doing this but hopefully you live in a responsible one where people Mm -hmm. are taking appropriate precautions but we all have a lot more time on our hands right so we're here we can't watch things together right now so instead we've kind of accidentally divided and conquered and now we have a wealth of things to recommend and Anne, i would really love for you to start with motherland fort salem i would be so glad to 
Um, this is a show that I heard whispers about on Twitter. Um, someone was like, hey, it's quarantine. So I'm like <laughs> getting real day drunk and watching Motherland Fort Salem. And I was like, oh, what is this? I haven't heard of this. And luckily they talked about it later on the thread. But the gist of it is um, back in the Salem witch trial times, um, there was a witch that in exchange for her life, made a bargain with the colonial government of Massachusetts that if they would spare her, she and all of which kind would basically become their army. And so fast forward to today, <laughs> the United States uh, armed forces are all witches. And they're led by the very same witch, Sarah Alder, because she has these like team of eight witches whose life force she sucks from them and it keeps her alive. It's very like Elizabeth Bathory. Um, and she's like the general. She's General Alder. And she's like, she's basically like the witch version of General Washington, like George Washington, if George Washington was still alive. Hmm. Um, and so we follow the story of three different witches who are like 17 or whatever, because that's when you get conscripted into uh, the witch army. Um, and then what? you get sent to. What? what is literally called war college because i think they wanted to call it west point oh. but they couldn't right <laughs> and they ran out of time to think of a second option sure and so they just call it war college but anyway they're in basic training before war college and so our three heroines um are abigail bellwether who's from a long line of very decorated um military witches dating back to the civil war so, like, her whole family has been, like, officers in the army. And two other witches. Uh, one of them, who's kind of, like, our main girl. Um, her name is Rael. Rael Collar. And she's from, like, rural area. Basically from, in this alternate history, like, the part of the southeast United States that got ceded to uh, Native American tribes. So, she's from there. And she's a healer, and she's got a chip on her shoulder because her mom just, like, recently died in battle mm. um, and was, like, a healer in Abigail's mom's unit. So there's already some drama between those two. Um, right away, like, they don't wait to get gay on this show. Right away, it's <laughs> lesbian as hell. <laughs> um, because Rael, like, day one on base, like, meets a girlfriend whose name is Scylla, like, Scylla and Charybdis. And, um, but Scylla has a dark secret, but they sneak out to go make out in the woods and fly around because they're witches. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, and of course, our third witch in this unit is Tally, Tally Craven. And she's like a hippy dippy witch, um, with a pure heart and big, bold, like beautiful eyes. And she's from a all women's commune in Northern California. So again, um, this is a very lesbian program. <laughs> um, anyway, but Tally's mom <laughs> didn't want her to join, and she actually had special permission to, like, not join the army, even though everybody's supposed to at age 17, um, because all of her aunts had been killed previously, and they needed to, like, preserve her bloodline. Mm. Um, but she's like, no, I need to join. It's important to me. And so, you know, they all have different attitudes about uh, the witch army, and joining it and being conscripted into it. And so you get to see all those perspectives. But what we find out about Scylla, who is Rael's girlfriend, is that she's in a secret, like, anti-witch army terrorist cell Whoa. called the Spree. What? 
And then this spree does these like mass attacks on people to um, basically like try to rile people up against the fact that like all witches everywhere are automatically conscripted in the army. They're like, that's not just, we shouldn't be fighting these people's army just because 300 years ago, Sarah Alder like sold us all into this to save her own skin. Uh, so it's very dramatic. It doesn't, ah, uh, like it's just weird. It's like really out there. And the way they do magic is with like vocal tones. So they're all just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And like, that's their spell making which is wild. And you actually get in trouble if you do like incantations because you're not supposed to use language like with your voice. It's like not done. But Rael does anyway because she doesn't care. I mean... Huh. Anyway, it's a really fun show to just get a little bit, oh, quite a bit tipsy too. Um, there's literally an episode where in order to charge up their witch powers... Um, they invite a school of all of the boy witches over because the way to charge up your witch powers is to have lots and lots of sex. And so of they're course. like, ladies, it's your duty <laughs> to sleep with as many people as possible over the next 24 hours to get powerful. And then all the all the guy witches, like their duties are one to like make sweet, sweet love to the lady witches to charge up their powers, but also to craft their weaponry. Oh, Interesting. Well, I really appreciate that overview. I could not get into it. So this was a really good time for us to be separate. So Anne could, you know, <laughs> so I could enjoy my my private beautiful show. What uh, what what is like not drawing you to this? Like where I, are you where does it like know. not quite click? That's such a question. And I wonder like to be fair, a lot of times I do skip the pilot episode of shows um and i didn't do that this time i watched the first like episode and a half and i think because i have a really high tolerance for just like absurdity right you know Mm -hmm. even if you haven't been listening that long you know we watch a lot of weird weird stuff yeah this is their training scenes remind me a lot of shadow hunters training scenes but they're not in loungewear they're in army boots right i mm, yeah i don't know maybe hmm I have to think about that. I don't know what didn't draw me in. And I wonder if it would have been different if we had been watching together. And it kind of made me wonder, like, if some of the shows we have watched, like, I wouldn't have enjoyed Ooh. had we not been watching them together. Also, you know? yeah, because this is a show. It's actually pretty violent. And I know that you don't tend to like that when you're watching by yourself. That I do not. Like, there's definitely, like, a fair amount of bloodshed. And it gets pretty mm-hmm. gnarly. Yeah. Maybe it was just, like, too dark for me to watch by myself. It is pretty dark. Yeah. I'm like, I see this Bree's point of view, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, should, they shouldn't have um, made all witches in perpetuity, according to their mother's bloodlines, like, all get automatically conscripted into the army. I think that was shitty. Yes, but also, like, realistic, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they literally just rewrote, like, the slave codes and mm-hmm. turned it into, like, witch codes. I mean, I think the premise of the show is in equal measure, just like absurd and also interesting. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how this got greenlit. 
I looked at who's um like in charge of it and executive producers include Will Ferrell and Adam McKay and I think they Whoa. have enough like money in the bank from a lot of really successful comedic films to start just doing whatever they want with it including Succession which is great but also this that's so interesting I mean if if you want to say fuck it I'm going to do something weird like Freeform is Freeform is the perfect spot for it because either spot. it'll be a one or two season thing that gets a bunch of 14 year olds really hype and yep. then they forget about it or it'll be supernatural <laughs> and it will last for 13 seasons. I think this is going to be a one or two season thing, but I I'm think not so mad too. about it. It's, it's very niche, but you know, the fact that it exists is a testament to, you know, free form. And also, yeah. I guess, I, you know, somebody had a really creative idea and I'm, uh, yeah. Elliot Lawrence. Elliot Lawrence. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> having a very creative idea and somehow getting it made because and this i could have seen it it would have been very easy to green light as like an indie action comic like with like dark horse or image mm -hmm. comics getting it all the way to tv like without having any source material there must be some guardian angel involved also can we talk about how as a producer they only have three credits and as a writer, they only have four credits, and the first producer and writer credit they have is called The Big Gay Sketch Show. Oh? <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? This is a very big and gay show. It's not sketch, but it's, it's pretty gay, and I like that a lot. A sketch comedy series featuring a cast of up-and-coming comics performing live skits, musical numbers, and political satire. We should find this. Yeah, we should. Kate McKinnon! Oh, I this do was 2006 to th 2010, so this would have been like early, early days. Kate McKinnon. Mm, even more interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, we will return to that. You're right. This show should never have been made, and we say that about a lot of shows. But I feel like that's Honestly, especially yeah. true in this case. A lot of things. A lot of things I take joy in should never have been made, and I'm just get so lucky that they were. You know. Yes. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. And I'm really glad you're enjoying it, and I'm really glad that you can cover it because it is very relevant. But I did not enjoy it. Um. And again, that gave us the opportunity to divide and conquer. Is there anything else you would like to say about Motherland, Fort Salem? Nothing except text like. Watch it and text me about it. Okay, great. <laughs> or Either tweet us, you, I guess. It's up, it's, you, know, you know, up to you. Oh, well, tweet us and then I'll, we can DM about it. Because, Perfect. you know, if Lita doesn't want to get on this DM, then that's okay. We're allowed to have different tastes. We are absolutely. I mean, our tastes converge like the vast majority of the time. But, you know, Anne loves horror and I do not. Mm, and I yeah. think I enjoy more of the like superhero not you know like marvel i've been way more into the cw dc verse but like that's not something you've been into so mm. um i think i think we're 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 covering good ground but before or maybe instead of i'm just going to talk about katie keen okay do katie it Keene. launch right into it the only reason I watched this show was because Lucy Hale was the guest on The Lady Gang, a podcast I listened to and have mm -hmm. mentioned before. Is this on Netflix or where? This is CW. This is the spinoff to Riverdale. Oh, oh, oh my God. Yes. So I feel like it was not publicized a ton, but also again, like pandemic. So it was hard to say 
how um, effective their marketing was. And I don't even know like what prompted me to watch it in the first place. But really, the only connection it has to Riverdale, because we've talked about Riverdale, it's a lot of murder yeah. uh, and dark nonsense. And then it just keeps getting darker and more nonsensical as you keep watching. The thing about Katie Keene, there is no murder. Really, oh, really, the only connection to Riverdale is that Josie McCoy is in it. Okay. But Lucy Hale is the um, titular character, Katie Keene. Okay. Um, and the premise is Josie moves to New York mm-hmm. and connects with one of Veronica's friends from New York City, Katie Keene. Oh. And Katie Keene is an aspiring fashion designer. Okay. And she works at the fictional Lacey's. Lacey's, got it. Lacey's. Also, they attend the Meta Gala. <laughs> Meta Gala. <laughs> wow. It, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's pretty on the nose. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I mean, Lucy Hale is very charming. Josie was, you know, just fine on Riverdale, and it's kind of like a a weird quad of friends you have katie mm-hmm. keen designer josie mccoy new aspiring musician mm-hmm. you have their friend roommate whose name <laughs> i'm not gonna remember right now so i am looking it up oh right okay yep um so one of their roommates um is named jorge but also is a drag queen named ginger lopez oh very nice so that's why the name didn't immediately come to me and then their other friend who is not a roommate is pepper smith oh what a name it's it's a name and she's also a con artist oh hell yeah (laughs) it was i don't know it was just like kind of an interesting thing to see on a show that's otherwise pretty like morally righteous. And I mean, I know that like contract contrast was done intentionally, um, but it was really, it was really interesting to see a con artist be like humanized. Um, And I mean, they're interesting. So yeah, makes for good TV. Absolutely. And I was, I had very, very low expectations for this show. Again, I, I mean, Riverdale is a sensation, but it's bananas. Um, and it's, I, more, it's even more bananas than Motherland Fort Salem, and that's saying quite a lot. I mean, again, the first season was not. The first season, cut and dry, excellent television. Uh-huh. Season two, shit went off the rails. <laughs> they really got a long leash. Um, because, you know, we have talked on this um, podcast, and I don't think it's ever become a recurring segment, but it should be what the fuck is happening on Riverdale. But we last we check left in off, every now and again. We, we, do. we do like a quarterly check in. We do. Uh, but the most recent one was a cult funding a musical, and the cult was actually... Um, a cover for an organ organ harvesting. Oh God! Um, but is this like their second or third musical in this show? They do a lot of musicals. Yes, in fact. Um, and then at some point there was a gargoyle king, whatever the fuck oh, that God. is. And <laughs> actually, actually, connection with Riverdale. So, um, Kevin comes to New York in one of the episodes because he's like an aspiring playwright, I guess. Uh huh. And he 
writes a play based on all the shit that happened in Riverdale. And <laughs> and it bombs because it doesn't make any sense. Well, it was more like he was doing like a preview, kind of like trying to get investors, like, yeah. you know, drum up some interest. And people were like a gargoyle king. That's super <laughs> unrealistic. <laughs> I like uh, it when they can meta. poke fun of themselves. Yeah. That's exciting. It was meta in a fun way. And like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like the highest quality show, but in a time like this, like I found it very enjoyable. So I actually, I actually would recommend it. I mean, I'm normally a pretty strong proponent of anything done by CW or Freeform, uh, but this was just like really light, fun, um, but still like, pretty interesting some of the storylines that they pursued um so yeah i would say i recommend it even if you hate riverdale it has so little to do with riverdale or if you love riverdale i mean i i don't know maybe you'll be really into it it's really hard to say i just didn't want to deal with murder yeah i just didn't want to now i'm like murder is all i want i fall asleep listening to the forensic files podcast which is just episodes of forensic files in podcast form amazing <laughs> uh i'm trying to think if there's any i don't think there's much else to say about katie keen um other than like i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it so if you like me originally wrote it off because it sounded dumb i am here to assure you it is actually quite enjoyable okay transition do you want to talk about never have i ever yes okay let's do it do you want to do you want to set the scene set the stage okay so to set the scene never have i ever is a coming of age which we already already on board already love it it's a coming of age uh tv show on netflix uh, created by mindy kaling and lang fisher and it takes place at a high school in sherman oaks california which is where pilot pete is from in case you were wondering oh i didn't um that's fun (laughs) Fun fact, and yeah. and uh, it follows the high school sophomore year of our main character Davy, who is an Indian American uh, girl um, who has very very sadly just lost her dad the previous spring in a really tragic manner, which is that they were at her spring recital and she's playing the harp, um, and he has a heart attack in the middle of the recital and like dies on route to the hospital which is tragic and sad not only because also he's very handsome the dad was hot the, the dad, dad was dad so was hot. hot so if you've ever seen heroes he was also in heroes um but basically yeah his name is mohan in the show and he's extremely beautiful and so i really enjoyed all like the flashback scenes that he was in and like the sort of like dreams that davy has about him because i was just like man eye candy hello Ah, so actor's name is Sendil Ramamurthy. I wish he was in more programs so that I could stare at his face more. But anyway, he passes away and she kind of like has obviously a horrible reaction to this very tragic event for a brief period of time over like the end of school year. And that summer, she like loses the use of her legs, which doesn't make her very popular at school because it freaks people out and they don't really know what to make of it. Um, Eventually, that does go away and the circumstances of that was she was like craning around to see get a better look at um paxton hall yoshida who is the hot guy on the swim team 
And I find that this to be very relatable content. Um, and so she's like craning around and can't get a good enough look at him. And so she ended up just like standing up and so is able to just like move past that. But I think then it also causes her to like fixate on Pax and Hall Yoshida as like a distraction to dealing with her actual grief. Right. And so it's about her like trying to sleep with Pax and Hall Yoshida <laughs> and like the drama surrounding that. And also she has a really fun friend group um, that Maggie and I were, were looking at the friend group and we we're like that girl's a lesbian and then she was (laughs) so again right away we got the lesbian content we love to see it in the pilot up um and it's a fun show and also funnily enough like narrated by john McEnroe because that was like an interest that davy and her dad shared was like tennis but then wasn't there an episode that was narrated by andy samberg there was because it took (laughs) they switched the point of view of davy's like high school nemesis ben gross um, whose dad is a lawyer, um, and he's on Model UN. Um, but like, I mean, it's it's classic like enemies to friends to lovers with them. Like, not to yes. spoil everything, but it's pretty like obvious from early on that I was like, oh, there's a vibe here. There was such a vibe. I felt so. I don't know. I mean, I think at this point, like, especially this show, like, the teenagers actually kind of looked like teenagers, which is They isn't... did look young. Like, Davy looks like a child. Pax and Holly Yoshida looks a bit older, but, like, Ben Gross right. is pretty young. Her friends look young enough. Like, yeah. So, it was it was kind of like a, a more realistic separation, at least for me, and I imagine also for you, because uh, often, you know, these high schoolers are played by people close to our age, although we are aging out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry to feel like this podcast <laughs> made a lot more sense when we were three years younger. Hey, hey, we might have stop. to evolve it. I'm stop. not saying we have to do it now, but we might have to evolve it at some point. I mean, the thing is, the premise holds, which is that Gen Z, media targeted towards Gen Z, is way more progressive than media aged or media aimed at any other age group. It's true. There's more lesbians. But also now that Gen Z is like fully like in college... Like we're, we might does this podcast age with them or well, do we skip to the next it, group? I don't think all of Gen Z is in college. No, because Gen Z is at least ten years of a, yeah. of a window. But the oldest Gen Z folks are in, in their, their second early twenties, college careers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, the thing is, well, and this is kind of also a weird thing actually, um, because I was looking at the teen sections um, on hulu and netflix trying to figure out what i should watch this afternoon and stuff like the bold type shows up in teen shows that show is about women in their mid-20s well it's aspirational at that point though because i think it's not presented to us as people in our mid-20s like hey like this is relatable to you it's more like this is what your dreams could look like right but that means you know there is a surprising spectrum of teen content that's not just you know based in high school yeah or even college so, and I mean, we've moved beyond our early careers at this point, but. Yeah. You know what I'm relating to right now? What? Tell me. I'm relating to Peggy on Mad Men. Like I'm watching Mad Men and I'm realizing mm. that Peggy is like my age, but also like oh, her career weird. is moving in a certain progression. And I'm just like, oh, I find this relatable. <laughs> Which is a while because that's a show that I watched in high school and the first part of college was like Mad Men. And then I was like, oh, everybody's so old and grown up. And now I'm like. These secretaries are 22. Should I watch it? Would I like it? I think so. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Give it a shot. It's worth it. And you also only have a limited amount of time because it goes off Netflix in June. Well, but it'll probably go on another streaming service. That's probably why it's leaving Netflix. Yeah. 
as it's good. I feel like things have been cycling off Netflix onto Hulu. That's true. Or the other way around, I guess. That's what happened with Community went from Hulu to Netflix. But yeah, I feel like a, a lot of things have been going Netflix to Hulu also. I don't don't buy TV series a lot just because you can eventually find them on some platform. But mm-hmm. I might I might buy Mad Men just because oh, I enjoy okay. it a lot. And it's a very good like background show right. in the way that Gilmore Girls is. Mm. Um and it's great for if you're falling asleep or if you're recovering from wisdom tooth surgery. Ah, uh, yes. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But at some point, maybe we revisit the premise, but it would still be like original premise adjacent. And I yeah. don't see oh, myself yeah, yeah, yeah. like losing my love of Freeform and the CW anytime. No. Even Any content soon. they want to serve us that's remotely relatable, I'll be watching. Um, especially if there's queerness in it. Honestly. 100%. I have to say, well, do we have anything else to say about Never Have I Ever? I thought it was cute. I don't think it's like the best show in the world. I wouldn't say it like, made you me have cry. To watch it. it was like, it was emotionally evocative for sure. Yeah. I thought it was well done. Very well put together. Yeah. I feel like I, you know, laughed a lot. I cried like at the very end. Um, just completely heart wrenching, like ceremony with where they, you know, distribute her father's ashes at a beautiful mm-hmm. beach scene, and for yeah. some reason, John McEnroe is actually there. Of course, and um, I would recommend it if you just want a little bit of escape and a little bit of feel good, but you want to laugh a little bit too. Yeah, I would say it's like it would be a solid like seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's a good time. It's not a must see, but you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Um, and, you know, it's always nice to, you know, grow our teen media representation. Yeah. And I feel like it probably has some breakout stars. Like the, the friend, um, who plays Fabiola, um, who's like her friend in robotics, um, who was like, has this crush on this like short haired, like biker chick looking girl. Um, I, the one part I was like, this feels unrealistic just because somebody that pretty, would never be this unpopular in high school. Right, they would have to right, really right. work at being unpopular. <laughs> so keep an eye out for the the uh, actress named Lee Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's tall and gorgeous. Maybe she's a model. I don't know. But I feel like we'll see her around again. Do you remember the name of her other friend? Uh, Eleanor Wong. She yes. So very fun sub story. I'm about to make a connection to what I wanted to talk about like 60 seconds ago, and it just um, works out so perfectly because this actress is in um, both of those, both of these shows. Um, So I've talked about Legends of Tomorrow on this podcast before, but I'm going to tell you more. So it's part of the CW uh, DC verse. So, you know, they had Arrow and then The Flash and then. all of, you know, all of the other ones, Supergirl, Black Lightning, the list goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow, maybe hot take, is the best of all of them. And I'm going to really? tell you why. Because they lean in to the absurdity that is comics. Like Arrow is super, super gritty and dark and tortured. And the Flash even like 
it starts out kind of in a, a little bit of a lighter tone, but still like Barry Allen's origin story is his mom is murdered in front of him when he's a child. Right. So it's kind of dark from the beginning. Mm hmm. Um, and it gets progressively darker as the oh. show goes on. And I haven't watched um, a lot of the other. I've watched like the first season of Supergirl and I liked it, but it wasn't, you know, like. Didn't grab you in. Incredible. But yeah. the thing about Legends of Tomorrow is it is about a ragtag team traveling through space and time. And so that's all I want. That's why I watched Doctor Who for so long. It's like Doctor Who, except like way more ragtag, mm-hmm. way sillier. Mm-hmm. That's a high bar, though, because Doctor Who can get pretty fucking silly. This was I mean, I think I've I've talked about it on. I mean, I might have talked about this episode on the show before. It's like one of the season finales. You have like a demon fighting a giant children's plush toy oh god oh oh that sounds like it could happen on doctor who it could it could i think i think doctor who well actually i don't know it's been a really like less and less often now because i think with every showrunner they kind of have a different vibe but definitely that's like a russell t davies like see i could see (laughs) that i could i could definitely see that um but the glorious thing. Well, there's also an Iranian actress, and I love that on mm. my television shows. Um, but, you know, each episode, they're going either to a different era, different location, or both. And it's very fun. I love time travel shows. I Throw them at me. I want to see more of them always. I, I'm still yeah. watching Outlander from time to time, yeah. So. But Outlander, there was just too much sexual assault for my yeah. Taste. It's uh, that's why I don't watch it all the time. It's a lot, actually yeah. too much to handle sometimes. And Legends of Tomorrow doesn't have that. I mean, shit is dark, but in like a superhero way, in a like this mm-hmm. is very far removed from reality kind of way, which is the kind of darkness that I can handle. Um, and it's just so silly the rest of the time. Like I cannot recommend it enough. I so look forward to watching new episodes i save them for saturdays and the first like four seasons are on netflix and if you need some real fun escapism and actually doctor who connection rory from doctor who is -hmm. one of the main characters in season one oh very nice yeah very nice yeah well i'll watch it then because i like rory as a character and i don't think you really need to have that much dc verse knowledge to appreciate the show well because eventually like half of the characters end up being new Mm -hmm. um but the ones that are pulled from the other shows primarily no like arrow and the flash i think in equal measure um are like less prominent characters um but i just again cannot cannot recommend it enough it is such a good time and is like super unappreciated and i am so grateful that they keep renewing it because i think it's on like season five now and it really shouldn't be like there's no reason the show should <laughs> still be going but wow. that means i'm like all the more grateful for it so watch legends of tomorrow on netflix so 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 good okay will do um and then one more quick shout out before we talk about the upcoming media we like reality television i do 
And one of my favorite shows, I had a weird realization that two of my favorite reality shows have to do with like homes and property. <laughs> yeah. One is obviously Instant Hotel, the show about Australian well, Airbnbs. Yes. The other one is the much, much, much trashier Selling Sunset original. Yes, Netflix you told me about series. this. <laughs> I told you about season one. So season two just dropped on Friday and has like extra um drama associated because the main girl, Chriselle Hartley. Her and um, Justin Hartley, is that his name? The mm -hmm. guy from This Is Us? That sounds right. Broke up. Oh, yeah, I heard about he this. He filed for divorce relatively recently. So the like coming up like third season preview was all about their divorce. Oh, my God. So people were like very eagerly anticipating the season two drop. I was eagerly anticipating it because the show is glorious. It's so petty and there are 45 million dollar homes and i don't know what else i could possibly want i mean i have to like put aside the environmental impact and just like sheer like horror of capitalism and consumerism the fact that there could even be a 45 million dollar home oh yeah no i mean of course but again i take this as escapism it's reality television but like it's a very specific reality that applies to like virtually no one yeah so that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but everyone is so nuts. And it's so I love fun. it when they're nuts. That's that's like that's what is pulling me into um Real Housewives. I'm just mm -hmm. like, these people live in a completely different reality, and I'm not confident they ever ever lived in the reality that I live in. Yes. And it's like it's like not just like the wealth either, it's just like their moral systems and the way that they think and the way that they relate to one another and what they would define as like a friendship, like completely unrelatable to me. So it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried Real Housewives. I feel like I was explaining this to my boyfriend yesterday. There are reality shows I love that I can watch by myself and there are reality shows I love but can only watch with other people. Mm -hmm. And Selling Sunset and Instant Hotel are shows I can absolutely watch by myself. I could never watch The Bachelor by myself. I don't think I could watch something like Real Housewives I by myself. I tried once. I don't recommend it. Yeah, I don't think... I wouldn't watch. I probably wouldn't watch. I would, like, really, really enjoy watching with my roommate, but solo I would probably wouldn't do. Exactly. So I feel like reality shows for me fall into separate tiers. And then, of course, there's the stuff I would, like, never watch in a million years. But, um... Selling Sunset and Instant Hotel make my cut for I can watch these reality shows alone. And I feel like that's a pretty strong, pretty strong statement. So I would recommend them. There's also some upcoming television. There was an article in Refinery29 today about summer TV, and I was already feeling pretty anxious about, you know, our lack of media content because uh, mm -hmm. it's a pandemic and film sets television sets definitely not happening right now yeah but there's no way there's no animation way. though you can do animation i you bet you can definitely do animation but like most of the stuff we watch is not animated well that could change i like animation that's true i hate animation for adults well i'll that's watch a, it on that's a me problem back. okay perfect but there are three notable things coming up season four of the bold type i love the bold type it's my comfort mm. show on freeform um there is the bachelor the greatest seasons ever 
because the bachelorette obviously could not happen they could not film it yeah and so instead they're doing like weird weekly episodes with like highlights from different seasons but it's not they've said it's not going to be like a clip show it's going to be almost more like a podcast so i expect they'll like bring the bachelor or bachelorette on Uh, and there will be some sort of like narrative aspect and chris harrison will be there like reflecting on it again this is just like what i'm making up from what i've read I'll give it a shot, but I would prefer they just re-air the old seasons. I think we should watch and live text with Maggie. Yeah. I think that's the that's the best way to move forward. And then I have an anecdote here. So my good friend Becca, friend of the pod, uh-huh. Becca. I don't know how I did it, Anne, but she has become a bigger Bachelor fan than me. Oh my god. She watches old seasons by herself she has purchased them she has purchased oh, no. old seasons of she the spent bachelor. money on this fandom i mean and to be fair i said this when we chatted like they're like 15 dollars, and they're like 12 90 minute episodes so you get yeah, like a lot of a bang lot of for content. your buck in terms of content exactly so we were going through the seasons because obviously i've been watching for about 10 years and i recommended like the best bachelors and bachelorettes and the ones to avoid um but I just, I, I didn't know I had this kind of power. Wow. I know. Well, you, look, this podcast started because you joked around and said you get told a lot that you could start a cult. And Actually, I was like, well, I bet you could start a podcast. And then you were like, let's do it. And then we did. And here we are two and a half years later. Can I tell you, I had just the shittiest week at work. Um, I'm sorry. And it's okay. But I was running through some budgets with um, one of our staff people in the like finance admin department and she was like lita you are so good at selling people on an idea it's true (laughs) it's true i was like i've heard this before and i'm not going to tell you the context (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that was just kind of a funny aside um but i think we will be tuning in june 8th the bachelor greatest seasons ever we'll report back And then finally, the other interesting thing I saw um, for summer TV is something called Love Victor, which if it sounds like Love Simon, it does because it's a spinoff. Oh, my God. So I think the idea is Love Simon was, you know, addressing this um, coming out, coming of age, but it was still coming from like a pretty privileged perspective. And we talked about this when we covered Love, Simon, like two years ago, um, yeah. like it was still, you know, an upper middle class family in a pretty liberal city town place. So this shakes things up a little bit. Um, and I think the main character is Latinx and, mm-hmm. um, from, more of a like middle-class family background and goes to the same high school that Simon went to like after he's graduated. So there's kind of like this, I don't know, history, like people know what happened with Simon and his, his bow on the Ferris wheel. And he's like waiting for his Ferris wheel moment. Um, And it's going to be, I know, I know, but it's going to be on Hulu and it comes out june 19th so i think we should definitely watch that i think it's very relevant and up our alley that sounds nice so that's just the stuff i have on my radar is there anything on your radar 
No, I think my my trend has been more to like go back and and rewatch things that I remember really liking a lot, and mm-hmm. so that's what I'm doing with Mad Men right now. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they put Avatar: The Last Airbender back up on Netflix. I could see myself giving that another shot. Um, so I might be the more like you know throwback side of this pod for a little while. Do it. I think yeah. that's great. I'm I'm happy to carry the new content because i found in these times i'm like a lot more distractible than normal and i'm already mm-hmm. like a little you know spazzy um i yeah i become the kind of person who leaves like a cabinet door open and walks away and like doesn't close it i think that's I, going I think around. i used to be that person <laughs> you know we're all we're all going through a time and Anne's birthday is coming up really soon and mine is a few weeks after hers and I'm getting ready to start to, I talked to Maggie about this a little bit today, um, try and do more social distance hangs because it's gotten to the point we've been doing this for a long time now. And yeah, yeah. I miss you guys. Yeah, I miss you too. So I think, I think we're going to, we're going to work on it. But in the meantime, this distance recording is going okay. And this new setup I think should be good. Um, but yeah, I'm a lot more distractible. It takes a lot more to hold my attention. Um, so I've been a lot more ruthless with my with my content. I think that's probably good. I mean, you know, if there's a high bar, be be picky about what you let through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any um, reflections on media or the times we live in or your personal life? Is there anything you would like to share with our listeners? Uh, the times we live in suck real bad. But they're probably not going to suck this bad in the same way forever. Correct. And that, that will be, it'll be good. Then things maybe suck less and definitely are different. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's fair. I mean, we're all doing the best we can. Yeah. And, you know, take care of yourselves. Like, I keep seeing that pandemic is trending on hulu and i'm like please stop friends it's not even that good of a movie i i mm, i just feel like this is not this is not the right time and i i'm not going to speak to anyone in particular but there are people in my life who have really been leaning into all of this and have turned into like mildly paranoid cuckoo pants people who think that nothing's ever going to be the same. And I mean, some things I think will change probably for the better, but it's not like this is our new normal. This is not going to last forever. Yeah, it's not going to be forever. Um, It's just going to be for a long time. And then the thing on the other end, things are going to look different. But, you know, eventually you'll go to a concert again. Eventually you'll go to a restaurant again. You know, it's not going to be probably the same restaurant that you used to go to all the time. It could be something totally new, but even under normal circumstances, restaurants open and close a lot. So that is true. Will we see Harry Styles in September? Probably not. I doubt it. But will we see Harry Styles at some point? Yeah. Life is long. I'm sure he's going to reschedule his tour for 2021. And then we will be seeing him in 2021 instead of 2020. Um, And, you know, if you're in Portland, I'm looking for recommendations of local businesses to support. And we're happy to share ours as well. We can tweet them out. 
um, because there are businesses I definitely don't want to see go out of business. So are we talking? Are we in any specific ones like sectors right now, or what's on your mind? Um, I guess I've been mostly thinking about like service industry. Yeah, just because that's the um like easiest to support right now. Like I know there are boutiques and other kinds of like retail. But and I know some people are having like really good luck, like shopping on Instagram or whatever. That's not my that's not my jam. I don't want to buy clothes on Instagram. But if you do all the power to you. I got a cute shirt from um, Twill, which is a Hmm. boutique off Hawthorne. And uh, honestly, this is weird. (laughs) Somebody recommended them on Nextdoor, like Nextdoor of all places. And And I was like. Honestly, yeah, I'll check it out. I always meant to go in there and I never did. And then I found a really cute shirt and I wore it yesterday and it looked so cute. So, yeah, shout out to Twill on Hawthorne. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to check this shit out. I still don't think shops should be open, but They're not. That's why I ordered online and they mailed they dropped it off no, my door. No, but they are though. That's the weird thing. Like I didn't think Multnomah County was supposed to be opening because we're I think you can do it by not in phase 1. They like well, most got... places, unless you have very strict social distancing things like in place, like I read the full governor's order, like you basically have to have a um somebody whose entire job is maintaining the social distancing right. at your own. But outlet. places are reopening. Like I'm on Twill's website right now and they're saying we are excited to reopen on Friday, May twenty second, and they've implemented new policies and I got an email from Sloan Boutique, another local boutique saying that they were opening on May twenty second. Yeah, but they're like only letting in like yeah, no, 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 I know. Time. I know. I'm, I, I have very mixed feelings about it. Um, no, like, I mean, like, you know, let in a couple customers at a time, but like, ultimately, if that's what it's going to feel like to be there, I'd rather shop online. Yes, exactly. 100%. Um, but in the meantime, like, I picked up a couple pints of ice cream from 50 Licks last nice. week, which was them. fabulous. They are the best vegan ice cream in town. I've had all of them. And it's the best. So mm-hmm. hot, hot tip, hot take. Um, but if there are like breweries, I did a beer delivery from Ex Novo because I really love them. Um, mm. But we are we are happy to share out some of the some of the places we recommend. And again, I'm especially I'm, like if they do their own delivery. I don't always like using a delivery app because I know that a business doesn't get exactly. a huge cut. Yep. A lot of the breweries are doing their own delivery and. 50 licks i picked up in person i had but they have their door open they hand you a paper bag and they have a glove on their hand it's all very you know it it, it feels very good um and safe and the ice cream was delicious (laughs) i got um uh, elbow pads and knee pads from a skate shop that same way just the other week because i ordered a pair of roller skates oh my Um, god they're not gonna come till july but i wanted to see if i could buy local for my protective equipment and so like i just like rolled up to the curve and like rolled down one of my windows and they threw it in the window <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i was like thank you that's Drove incredible <laughs> had my mask on and like it was wild that's incredible i i love every part of that my pickup was a lot less exciting but i have been doing a lot of delivery to my house through a local delivery um mm-hmm. subscription service um but you know i feel like i want to do my part i am still employed i feel very privileged to be in the position that i'm in so i want to 
get back how I can. Yeah, I've never been so passionate about a passionate bullet. Mm-hmm. I finished my drink, can you tell? Um, <laughs> passionate about shopping local, you know? Yeah. It used to be like, I'd give it a shot, but if I couldn't find anything, I'd like give up and buy it online. And now I'm like, if I can't find it local, I'm not getting it. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's very fair. Um, and there's no shortage. I mean, that's like the lucky thing about living in Portland is there are people making or selling pretty much everything, mm-hmm. pretty much everything. You would be hard pressed to find nice. something that, you know, was not readily available in this city. Yeah, at least the things that I need, you know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we are we are living in very strange times, and we always, you know, want you to take care of yourselves. And we hope you enjoyed our little deviation from the norm vodka cranberry stand. And if you were into it, we can do more things like that. Mix it up. Mix it up a little. I found it delightful. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that's I think that's us for today. We did it. We did it. We'll see how this audio turns out. I think it's going to be good. Um, find us online at Vodka Lemstand on Twitter. And also you can email us Vodka Lemonade Stand at Gmail. Vodka Lemstand at Vodka Gmail. Vodka Lemstand at Gmail. Where you, else are we? Is there You can contact important? us through our website. Oh yeah, vodkalemonadestand.com. And we're we, you know, hmm. available on iTunes and Spotify, Spotify. Mm-hmm. and any podcatchers that just slurp content from those two places. Mm-hmm. Uh which you probably already know you're listening to us right now. So I'm not gonna sweat about that. <laughs> yeah. Stay stay safe, stay healthy, keep it together. You can do it. You can do it. You've you been don't... doing it and you can yes. keep doing it. Exactly. It's not You just you have a new skill now, which is pandemic survival. Isn't that great? We all have new skills. That might not be my preferred way to put it. You but... earned a trophy, you earned a badge, you know, you leveled up. Everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah. And please don't be hard on yourself if you are having a hard time. Because mm-hmm. that's normal. That's expected. That's, it would be is, weird yeah. if you were having a really good time. It like very much frustrates me that my boyfriend has been like fine this entire time. I'm like, no, be upset. Make oh, you feel more normal. I mean, that, he's doing what I do, which is sometimes you just press snooze on the really hard stuff. And you're like, eventually I'll just feel that. And, you know, it's one way to do it. Yeah, I think he's just like scary, even keeled. Um, uh-huh. But that probably works out well for us because I'm not. Um, anyway. Follow us on all the things. Take care of yourselves. Engage in escapism. Please don't torture yourself. Um, and we will be back. Luckily, there's more media coming out. I was genuinely concerned <laughs> as to whether there would all of a sudden be like a content desert. <laughs> And meanwhile, I'm totally content with the archives and new animation. So like, I'm optimistic about all that. Anne and I are going to travel in different paths. And we will report back with more content for you and more silliness from the um, safety of our own residences. Yep. Yep. 
but now that the weather's getting nicer hopefully we can see each other more yeah from from across the street from, from across, across the, the street yard. or like in a park on two different blankets yeah we're gonna i saw it some places it they're um they're spray painting like little circles for you to set your blank up it blanket oh, up in and i thought that was really nice because really nice. it acknowledges that like it's not realistic to ask everybody to never go outside but you right. also should be very careful when you are outside and, and if they want to help you do that then that's great you know it's yes. better spray paints it's a lot cheaper to spray paint circles than it is to send a couple cops out there so i'll just say that i could not agree more i have been trying to avoid parks but now that the weather's Stop. getting nicer, Stop it's going to be parks. harder. Go to the park. Just leave the park if there's so many people. Well, I guess I normally want to go to the park to, like, walk. And a lot of the parks don't have um, paths or trails that can uh-huh. accommodate social distancing. But we're just going to see how things go. Yeah. And we're probably going to spend our birthdays at least six feet apart. And that oh, bums yeah. me out. But... I already cried about it. I cried about that a month in advance. Now I'm over did it. Did you? Oh. I did. Yeah, I cried about it weeks ago, and then I'm done crying about it, and I'm going to have a good birthday no matter what. I think I'm going to cry about it when it's closer to happening. Yeah, you want to you want to <laughs> give, you know, within the within a month, start your crying process. Start my you crying. No need to rush it. Okay, but we'll 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 plan something because this would be the first birthday since Anne and I reconnected that we would not be together. Um, yeah. Well, so. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do something. I'm gonna figure it out. We're gonna do Shower something. Shower me with love from afar. Deliver things to your door. Please do. I was thinking about it in the shower this morning. Don't even worry. <laughs> <laughs> I it. was I was scheming. Okay. Thank you so much, listeners. We love you all. Take care of yourselves. Follow us on all the things. And we will be back soon with more. With more. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.